0: Hello and welcome to this week's edition of SBC This Week, a roundup of news and views from around the Southern Baptist Convention. SBC This Week is hosted by Amy Whitfield and Jonathan Howe.
1: Hey Jonathan, how's it going?
0: Oh, pretty good. It has been a very, very uh, long week.
1: Yes, I, uh, I would say that I'm exhausted, but I'm pretty good.
0: Yes, it's been a good week, a long week, tiring week, especially for us. It's, I, I wonder sometimes what it's like to come to the annual meeting as a messenger, just taking it in.
1: Yeah, I actually because remember that. Yeah, you, because, you have. I see, yes. I've always
0: been on the working end of it.
1: Yes, that my first uh, three or four conventions were just coming uh, as a messenger. Uh, I was a pastor's wife, just coming and being a part of everything. Yeah. And so it wasn't until later that I started doing both, I guess, being a yeah. messenger and having responsibilities, yeah. uh, which can be interesting good shoes become very important <laughs>
0: yes yes so. oh my goodness gracious I've walked a lot of us have uh like step counters on our iPhones right. or our Fitbits or things like that I think I've been over 17 18,000 steps every day and it's just you know we've been on our feet almost non-stop since all the time got
1: yes the the only thing that is good about that is that I'm certainly Eating more than I normally do, yeah. So, and working it off more. Yes, too, so it kind of helps. It helps balance it. Yes.
0: And now we're recording this uh, Wednesday night after the convention has ended. Uh, it Ended this afternoon. We're still here in Columbus. So while we were in the same place, instead of doing this over video. On the internet like we usually do. We figured it'd be best just to do it in person. We're going to cover some news from the convention this week and we'll cover more of it next week, go into some more of the detail. We just wanted to kind of give a first reaction to what, in my opinion, was one of the best annual meetings in recent memory.
1: Yeah, I, I thought so too. I thought it was really good. There seemed to be a very good spirit. There were a lot of things that I thought you know, might come up that that didn't, didn't, yeah. Yeah, there were things that I didn't expect that, that did did, did yeah. come up. Ronnie
0: Floyd for president.
1: Yes, that was my that favorite motion. Uh, Ronnie Floyd one. for president of the United States. Actually, my favorite moment of the entire meeting was when that motion came, and everyone was, of course, very happy to see the messenger making the motion, yes. um, Pastor Wiley Drake. And then when he said that he would like Ronnie Floyd to run for president of the United States. And as a matter of procedure, (laughs) Ronnie Floyd chairing the meeting had to step up and say it, I hate to ask this, but is there a second? And that was just a great,
0: and there was a raucous. uh, Yes. That was a great, a
1: great moment. And those are kind of the fun moments when everyone uh, kind of breaks up into laughter and you're there, right. You're there with thousands of people and you just have this sort of shared, you know, enjoyment. Yeah. And we
0: will cover all the motions next week. And, uh, what went on in each. But uh, we're going to first start off. There was there was one big piece of news or big piece of business that came out of the executive committee, and that was their adoption and presentation, basically, of a racial diversity report that they had done uh, based on a motion by Alan Cross, a friend of ours, Correct. Uh, someone who uh, a lot of us know. He's a pastor from Montgomery, Alabama, and had made a motion for a study to be done. And the study was done, a very thorough study. It's about 20 pages in length. Yeah. Uh, we've linked to it on the site. Uh, it, there's really a lot. There's too much really to get into. We'll maybe have to have Alan on the podcast later in the summer. And to, to kind of get his thoughts on this thing.
1: Yeah, and he's been tireless on this yes. issue. And, I and mean, not and in a
0: bad way. Not no. in a, a pestering way. But in a, a gracious, uh, respectful manner which has been taken by the messengers and the Entity Heads and everyone else. Uh, he asked a question of Dr. Rayner at the conclusion of the Lifeway report today, and, and Dr. Rayner answered it uh, You know, regarding diversity in right. uh, Lifeway and the resources. Uh, but at the same time, he also recognized Alan for his perseverance and commitment to this issue mm-hmm. and, and his respect while doing so.
1: Right. One of the things I love about Alan is that Alan just—he's a pastor yeah. who is a—he's a faithful pastor who comes, he participates in the process, he interacts with people, he's gracious, and he just is very passionate and he's clear and you just like I just like that. There's yeah. nothing that
0: there's is no underhandedness, there's right? No, right? There's no caustic attitude or no. uh, sense of entitlement. It's it's a very humble spirit, very. Uh, kind heart that he's requesting these from, and you know, kudos to Alan. There's a great report. We'll link to it, and uh, you can read the entire thing. Uh, I, I commend the executive committee for the work they did on that as well.
1: Right, and I I think too that particular issue was something that we heard a lot from the platform. Yes. it showed up.
0: It showed up a lot
1: all the time. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Ron, and it we can even
0: talk <laughs> about diversity, and we'll, we had Julio Ariola right leading us in worship. We'll get right. to that later because the worship was. Over the top, Amazing. yeah, yeah, but,
1: but yeah, but uh, Ronnie Floyd he addressed it. Yeah. Uh, Russell Moore mm-hmm. addressed it. Well, and uh, the, the
0: prayer awakening the other night came, Marshall Williams and them.
1: Right, they addressed
0: it. There was prayers for that. So,
1: right, uh, Doctor Aiken addressed it. Obviously, in this uh, with this question from Alan, Doctor Rayner addressed it. It was this issue about what we do to pursue diversity. It's on everybody's minds, yeah. and uh, so that was a a great thing to see uh, all of these people talking about this yeah. one thing. I don't think that's a, anything that's going away mm-hmm. and uh, it's the right conversation to be having.
0: Yeah. We've also got uh, a few interviews recorded while we were here. I was able to sit down with Juan Sanchez. I talked with Edgar Ponte, who is at uh, Southeastern, Southeastern with you. there uh, There uh, also I talked with um, Walter Strickland, who's at Southeastern runs a diversity initiative over there. So we've got plenty of interviews up on this topic, from people who are fighting this, uh, you know, on the front lines, I guess you could say, uh, D. A. Horton gave one of the best speeches I heard all week at the Southeastern luncheon on diversity. We've got to i have got to try to find D. A. and get him on here. Uh, I got a great interview with Kevin Smith as well while we were here. Uh, so, a lot coming. It's the Southern Baptist Convention uh, is catching up. There's still a lot of work to do, right? But the momentum is there. And the direction is there as well.
1: Right, right. uh, People are just recognizing this is the right thing to do.
0: Moving on now to the resolutions. You're going to kind of go by those one by one. We won't read the resolutions. We'll link to them online. But you can just kind of give us a brief synopsis of each one, and we'll go from there.
1: Yeah, this was kind of a a year where I think the resolutions committee, they worked hard. Uh, They worked together well from uh, everything that, that was presented and... It it wasn't a contentious no. year wasn't and, and there weren't
0: many resolutions there was only four or five resolutions brought to the the convention only one of those did not make it out of committee uh, but there was a total of nine resolutions that 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 were passed and, and affirmed with only minor changes mostly grammar or phrasing phrasing uh, yeah be added
1: yeah and those those are typically pretty yeah. friendly amendments mm-hmm. it's, it's not a big deal to all of them that debate. were
0: done were friendly amendments
1: right. Um, the first one is kind of the one that you always see. Yeah. The appreciation for uh, the the area for Columbus, Ohio, yeah. Thank you for you Ohio. For that's us. that's what 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 we do, and it is important to think about what these things are. Uh, these resolutions. I mean, that seems like not a big deal, but these are our statements. Yeah. And one thing that I find interesting, I'll say before we get into more detail. We often are talking about the sort of little things here. Did you hear what was in this report? Did you hear this question that was asked, this motion that yeah. was interesting? That's Those are the things that consume our attention yeah. inside. On the inside, yeah. But to the outside yeah. world, the resolutions, yeah. those That's are our the statements. Thing. Well, that
0: was in the Washington Post. We're going to get to it here in just a second. There was a, a resolution that was... Covered in the Washington Post, CT covered it as well, and, and you know, we'll get to that here in just a minute. The right, one, uh, same-sex marriage.
1: Right, and that's so that's what you primarily see. So these are important, and it does matter for it matters for us to have this uh, um, expression of appreciation to Columbus and to Ohio. So that was the first one, uh, very easy easy one to pass. Uh, second one was about uh, the 90th anniversary of the cooperative program. Just kind of making this. We should have had statement. Cake. Oh yes, a very large yes. a cake birthday for cake that would have been a big for cake. the cooperative program. It would have been a very big cake. <laughs> yes, uh, with a big maybe 9-0. when the cooperative program turns a hundred. You know when that? I bet you there will be quite a big deal made about uh, the, the hundreds, cooperative program. Yeah. The hundredth year of the cooperative Plan program. Plan that one
0: twenty twenty five.
1: Okay, so that's we'll be there. That's kind of hard for me to get my head around. I'll have a twenty one year old at that time, so.
0: I'll have I a 17-year-old. No, no, I'll have a 21-year-old as well. That's right. Yeah. And a 17-year-old. Yeah. But, oh, gosh. Now we feel old.
1: I know. So let's not even go to 2025. Right now, it was the 90th anniversary of the cooperative program. So it really was just a, a lengthy statement that, in the end, uh, just celebrates the cooperative program, affirms it, um, and encourages Southern Baptist churches to increase their support of it we've talked about that a little bit in recent weeks Mm
0: -hmm. yeah we talked about it last week cooperative program giving this year so far up 2.57 percent
1: right so this was just a thing that is continuing to say uh this is a good thing we haven't forgotten it uh we want to put it back in front of each other in front of ourselves and so it's kind of a rallying cry all right third resolution on Revival and Spiritual Awakening, yeah. which fit the theme fit of the this theme, week very fit Tuesday well. Tuesday
0: night's event as well, uh, and we'll get to Tuesday night here in a minute, but yeah, the Revival and Spiritual Awakening, it was called for, it was needed, and if if you ask me, we got it.
1: Yeah, and, and this resolution was really a- addressing that. It was a highly theological resolution, yes. sort of dealt with what Revival and, and Awakening are, and then sort of the final whereas statement, the preamble statements referred to the, uh, the pleading that Ronnie Floyd has done, that he's been pleading with Southern Baptists to come together, used those phrases, clear agreement, visible union and extraordinary prayer. And so then the resolution itself was basically to say, yes, we do resolve that. We're going to do this thing that you have called us Mm -hmm. to do. So I actually like that. I think that's, a really responsive thing it shows that we're working we're we're doing this we're working this together
0: the next resolution goes along with the executive committee report that we talked about earlier it's a ra- it's a resolution on racial reconciliation uh, we talked a lot about the report came from the ec this resolution kind of backs that up the 5th resolution was the, kind of the big one that that it had more discussion than any of the others but it was more on a grammar and a yeah, substitution for a clause in it. Uh, not not really the substance, but just structure just a, a bit. Uh, but that was the one that got picked up by a lot of the media outlets. Resolution number five was entitled, The Call to Public Witness on Marriage. Basically, affirming that Southern Baptists will hold to a biblical view of marriage and oppose same-sex marriage.
1: Yeah, now this seems like, why would we do this? Yeah. We've been saying yeah. this for a long time. This is
0: not news right. to anyone.
1: but... The truth is, I think this is coming, in my mind, for two major reasons. I would say one, obviously, is the uh, Supreme Court yeah. decision that we are anticipating. I'm going to guess it's that it will drop next week. And so, um, it with this coming, that's one of those statements to the world outside, kind of saying, we're going to be really clear. And it's even very clear that it says, no matter how the Supreme Court rules, we're still committed to this. So it, it makes that statement, but then it calls on people to love our neighbors, extend respect to them. I think the other thing though, is that I mean we have this major discussion going on within evangelicalism, I'm going to be really careful in how I say that, where we have a large number of people who are saying my position has changed on this, but I am still an evangelical. And that is a very, interesting discussion that i never saw coming yeah i'll just be honest and say i never saw that coming and so in the face of that this resolution becomes Mm -hmm. important as well to just say we we know we've said it before it's not necessarily new but because of where the conversation is we need to say it again exactly so really good
0: the sixth resolution was on the sanctity of human life uh, really talking about uh, the pro-life stance of the spc Number seven on pornography and sexual purity, uh, basically against pornography for sexual purity. Make sure you get that order correct uh, because that changes the resolution entirely. Um, and yes. then number eight was on the persecuted church worldwide. Last year, we were joined at SBC uh, annual meeting in Baltimore by Pastor Saeed's wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, this year, there's a resolution talking about the persecuted church and those believers around the world, including... A list of countries where this is most prevalent, uh, but not limited to those countries. Uh, that was a good addition, I thought, to this uh, resolution. That was a, a, a friendly amendment, as we mentioned, right. that they added uh, nations including, but not limited to, the list of nations there, uh, which was, I, I thought, a, a very good add and a good catch by the messenger who suggested that amendment.
1: Yeah, I mean, that that just demonstrated language really matters. Yeah. And just precision matters. And so this is why these discussions are good.
0: Exactly. And then the final resolution that was passed, it kind of ties into the one before, but it's specifically uh, talking about religious persecution and human rights violations in North Korea under the communist regime there. uh, Like we said, there were four resolutions that were submitted this year, fewer than I can remember in any recent year. Usually it's up to around 9 to 12. Yeah. Um, but yeah. only one did not make it out of committee, uh, and that was one on Genesis, submitted by a messenger from Indiana. Uh, but it did not get brought up. There was no new resolutions uh, added from the floor.
1: Yes, which that's kind of a, been a Another new... Another surprise. Uh, yes. That's a new thing that we've seen in but recent years. those
0: are those are resolutions that didn't make it out of committee, and people tried to resurrect them right. they to, want to the floor. Right.
1: They want to pull them out, and that didn't happen this time. So,
0: Now we've covered a lot of the business that took place at SPC 15. I just want to talk to you, Amy. We've just got a few minutes left here on the podcast, probably about 10 minutes left, just to talk about some of the highlights that you had, that you saw. Uh, I know one of the highlights for me, it started Sunday night. I walked in Sunday night uh, from dinner and had gotten there a little bit after the service had started. And Russell Moore was getting up to preach, and I looked around, and it was packed for the pastors' conference. Yeah. And I was, I was a little surprised because I, not that it, I didn't expect it to be packed, but it was. Just, there were a lot more people in the room than I expected, and that are usually there on a Sunday night.
1: Right, Sunday's usually a travel day, and so kind it, of the, the a little light usually. It's just Sunday not nights. as as many, and, and I think that's that was an interesting moved probably by Willie Rice yeah. uh, to to set the agenda the way he did. Mm-hmm. And I actually caught that in every session. In yeah. every session, it was just a very well-balanced. I think he hit a lot of different styles, a lot of different types of, of preachers. But uh, really putting in those sessions yeah. folks that, that people want to hear from. Mm-hmm. And I think that was what was happening on Sunday nights. So yeah. People made it a priority to get here.
0: And one of the other things I noticed when I walked in, the layout this year was a lot yes. different it, yes I mean, it's, it's just one of those visual things you walk in typically the hall is very long right with a massive stage on one end yes and uh you know seats just as basically as far as the eye can see not literally but uh there's just rows and rows and rows and rows and rows right this year was laid out in more of a horizontal fashion it was it was and the, it was wide. the stage was a lot closer to the the entrance right and and it just felt it felt more intimate.
1: It did, um, which, like you said, it usually goes far back, and then a lot of times you'll see sort of layers of screens, screens yeah. at the front, and then a screen halfway That's back. Right. This time, it was everyone was close enough that they really could just put the screens down yeah. the side, mm-hmm. and so it did feel like you were much more apart, even though yes. I think it was wider, and I w- which I, did make it longer to walk. To I kind of wonder but.
0: if that played into the fact that I heard more, and we'll talk, some. there's some tweets I want to read later, uh, but the worship and how engaged people were in the worship this year seemed more than in the past. Yes. I think the the seating arrangement, I I firmly believe the seating arrangement played into that.
1: Now, and of course, you were talking about the pastor's conference, but in the meeting itself huge change um, that got talked about a little bit early on when the committee on order of business was doing this uh, but really didn't get discussed a ton this week no. was the fact that all the people on the stage uh, were gone yes. the the folks we have it, it we kinda have people. in the past
0: it looked like a tele uh, it
1: looked telethon. like a telephone yeah cuz we have very hard workers uh, for the executive committee who are doing the work to make yeah. this happen and so in past years however long they're always on the stage they're at tables they're doing their work and they were in a different location. They were yeah. down... They were
0: sunken kind of like in an orchestra pit to the side. Right. But they were still there. Right. They just But the, weren't as prominent, I guess.
1: Right. And so it really allowed... I never even thought about it until this year. It allowed for more focus because the person yeah. who's speaking, you don't have someone walking along mm-hmm. in the background. And... So I thought that was an interesting change that, very subtle, but I think made a difference. Yeah, made a it just allowed change. you to focus and yeah. to be a part of what's, what's yeah. going on.
0: And, and we talked on the podcast last week, uh, or a couple weeks ago, with Julio Adiola, who led a worship, and he had mentioned that it was just going to be his band for the most part, right. the band from Cross Church. They, they brought a choir as well, uh, but there were no outside music, and there was no traveling choirs or anything like that this year. Different than in the past. But Mm -hmm. it seemed to work and honestly I didn't have one person and you know, we talked to a lot of people and it's just purely anecdotal. I didn't have anybody that really noticed or complained or, you know, I can't believe it was just one group or anything like that. I mean, they did such a good job and there were no complaints other than the the one motion about the 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 sound, sound, but you know that's which the point of let me clarify that was a
1: point of personal privilege, not 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 emotion. emotion. yeah. Yeah.
0: Sorry. Robert's rules of order did not take my point well. Now, the other big thing that came out of the pastors' conference was James McDonald's. Yes, the um, big announcement addition to the SBC. He's taking Harvest uh, Chapel, and they are becoming an SBC church.
1: Yes, that was huge, and of course, we know why. That's an even bigger deal than maybe some folks here realized because of a statement that he made yeah. a few years yeah. ago.
0: What a whole blog about it.
1: He did about uh, congregationalism. What was it he the said?
0: Congregationalism is of Satan, I believe. I
1: think that's correct, and so that
0: he changed um, his tune since. He
1: then. clearly did because he has decided to come into a congregational denomination, and he has said in recent days yeah. that that was a mistake. Yeah. he has. He has said he was wrong when he said that, uh, but even when he said that. I did not expect this. No. So I I thought that was interesting.
0: A lot of people were, were not expecting this.
1: Yeah, I think one of the things I, I thought was kind of neat about that is that there was, as always, there's chatter whenever there are people on the program who are not mm-hmm. Southern Baptist, And I heard that name pop up a few times, which it's not the first time he's nope. been at the pastor's conference. He's
0: been here a few years.
1: Right. But I still heard that pop up in that chatter. And so uh, to then have him come and say... I am a Southern Baptist. That's that, that was pretty, pretty yeah. interesting development.
0: And I wonder if we will see more of this as the denominational affiliations, not, not saying that denominational affiliations mean a lot, but doctrinal stances become more and more important to churches that you'll see churches like Harvest that may, they're not loose theologically. Right. James lines up with the Baptist Faith and message really well. I mean, obviously he's becoming a Southern Baptist, uh, the church is at least, but I wonder if we will see this from more churches who may be non-denominational saying, you know, we've got to make a doctrinal stance and we're going to stand with the Southern Baptist convention.
1: Right. I think that's, I think that's very possible. And then I think also you just start to, you start to have that understanding, which is why we come together, that we can do more together than we can do apart. And right now with just things being, becoming as they are, things changing around us. Culturally, the world changing around us, just the nature of missions changing uh, with the development of the world. Um, You also wonder that, because that's the compelling reason to be part of a denomination is to say we can do more together than we can do apart. And so to see something like that, uh, it's just a very interesting move.
0: Now, Tuesday, moving on to Tuesday, had the business session you mentioned in the afternoon. We had a great time of seminary reports that morning.
1: Yes. and uh, Which other, was a very the, new and interesting format. Yes,
0: because they gave all their reports together, prayed for the next president, and at the end took open questions. There was only one question to Dr. Aiken. He answered it, and um, that, was, that was it. That was seminary it. Seminary p- reports were done, and we, we saw what God is doing in the seminaries as a whole. And then after lunch on Tuesday, we moved into the business session, which... You know, we'll talk a little bit more about the motions that were brought. We'll do that next week. The specifics, week. Um, but you know, other than the the Wiley Drake moment with uh, Dr. Floyd wanting to wanting him to run for president, not a whole lot there in that. Uh, you know, everybody kind of expects the big bag of crazy every year. Didn't get that. Just didn't. No. And, you know, some people I know were disappointed by that because that's, you know, they come for the kind of the sideshow aspect. But at the same time, it, it really fit in well with the rest of the convention. Very unifying time of uh, business. And then we moved into the Tuesday night, Great Awakening uh, prayer service that Dr. Floyd led. Just an incredible night. Over packed the top. Out. Packed out place. Like I said they had 7,000 people in the room for that the other night. Um they announced that messenger count was over 5,400 this year. Um, and just an incredible day on Tuesday, which brought us into Wednesday morning and, and, and over that, the top yes, yes. reports and a commissioning service from NAM and IMB.
1: Yeah, I, that the report from the International Mission Board president.
0: That was not a report, that was a sermon <laughs> that had a it few was, details in it. I
1: actually thought about that. I thought, he has addressed this body so many times, but never to report to it and so watching him yeah. do that was very uh was actually a really really neat thing to see and to see him talk through decisions that they've made um and and one thing that was great about that is he really was doing exactly what he's supposed to do he's coming being accountable to the messengers yeah and of course everyone anticipated a lot of questions none. and there were none and the reason is He answered everything in his report. He took very seriously um, what he's doing in telling the messengers what's happening, and he did just that. And so, at the end, there were no questions because
0: there wasn't anything. Yeah, yeah, there there wasn't wasn't anything left.
1: Right, and it was a very moving, very moving time. Um, Exciting to see his leadership, and then moving into that uh, commissioning commissioning service. service.
0: Shane and Shane during the commissioning service uh, played. And just at the end, there was this just enormous eruption of applause, and it just went on and on. And it was just, it was great to see, I know our, our a mutual friend of ours, Dean and Sarah, uh, tweeted something a few months ago about, he, he wishes there was more applause for the missionaries right. than there would be for the color guard or the flag. And he tweeted that again today and was like, well, there we go. Okay. Because... Yeah the the response that we saw for the missionaries that are being sent out was just amazing
1: one thing that was just an interesting reaction for us today we were talking to a student from southeastern we bring a large group of students uh, for our class our sbc class that uh, Dr. Finn has taught every year uh, up until now, but this I think is his last year yeah. to teach that class for Probably us. Probably so. Yes. But, uh,
0: but Nathan Finn's moving on to Union University that's, for those That's correct, in,
1: in just a couple of weeks here, but um, anyway, this student was part of the class, uh, is the husband of someone who works on my team, so we were talking to them this afternoon, and we said, how, what did you think? Because it was his first, it was his first SBC yeah. annual meeting. And he was just overwhelmed. And he said, uh, he told Keith, he said, um, he said, I want to come back again. And he said, that uh, mission, the commissioning service and the mission reports, he said, I've never seen anything like wow. that. And so that was a really neat thing because here you have this um, this person who's called to be a pastor, seminary student, uh, early 20s. Yeah. and Impressionable. Right. And and, he, and and he's there to really just to take a class and, and he sits there and he sees us and he says, I want to be back. Yeah. And what's our what's been our big conversation for forever? You can't get the young people, you to, come. The young people to come. Yeah. And he acted like I want to come back every year, yeah. which, you know. His wife is one of our uh, most talented people, and we bring her all the time. Uh, Maria she's our, is coming. Yes, yeah, she's our photographer, does a fantastic job, so he can uh, come along with her anytime. Yeah. But uh, that, that was great to hear that.
0: Exactly. And we moved into the, after the, the commissioning service, we moved into time for seminary alumni luncheons. I know uh, Dr. Russell Moore was um, honored, at, honored New Orleans. at New Orleans, as well as Claude King. Uh, they had a couple of other alumni of the year there. Uh, Paul, Paul Chitwood. Chitwood was honored mm-hmm. at the Southern Luncheon, at the uh, Southeastern Luncheon, which I attended. Uh, thank you for that, by the way, to get the the cheesecake over the top. Uh, That's what everyone Shout out had, to Lizette Beard.
1: Everyone's been talking and about that. And it was that, a backup dessert, cake.
0: too. That was the thing. It was. This, tell the quick story. Oh, really okay.
1: Uh, we had wanted very much to serve uh, Jenny's ice cream. Uh, For a dessert. It is my favorite. When we left Nashville, Tennessee, I was devastated at having to leave Jenny's Ice Cream because they do not exist in North Carolina. But I know that. You have Lumpy's. Yes, and Lumpy's is excellent. It's It's excellent. They do a great job, very creative with their flavor combinations, but it's not Jenny's. And so I couldn't wait to come to Columbus, the home of Jenny's Ice Cream, and there was much discussion about uh they they do have the have it in little cups we wanted to have that as a dessert at the luncheon um unfortunately
0: saturday night
1: yes uh well friday Friday. actually so jenny's had had shut down for a while because of listeria yes yes uh like another well-known ice cream company and then um I was very excited. I th- I'm not sure we were going to be able to have it anymore anyway because they weren't doing the pints and things. They just opened up the scoop shops. So I think, I think it may not have been able to happen. But uh, I thought, well, at least I'll get to go to a scoop shop and have it. And Friday, as we were on our way, it comes across Twitter that it had been found in their production facilities again, and they were shutting everything down immediately. So not only did I not warn, get warn, to warn. have it at the luncheon, I didn't get to have it at all. Period. Very sad.
0: So oh well
1: but anyway the cheesecake
0: amazing amazing and so was d.a horton and yes. so was shane and shane and so was ed stetzer and dr chuck corals yes so yes. just an over-the-top luncheon i uh, appreciate the the invite on that um uh, thank you to dr aiken uh, pass along my regards uh for that and the cheesecake and our friend uh Lizette beard i think it was life-changing for her uh, yes yes that's, that's uh, pretty much all we've heard from her Over the last few hours is the cheesecake. I think so, yeah. She had a good time. It was good, and everybody was talking about how
1: good it was. Yeah, we had a big announcement there. Yes. That was exciting. Huge announcement. Mm -hmm. Tell us
0: about that. Tell us about that.
1: Matt Carter was sort of our MC, Dr. Matt Carter, from uh, the Austin Stone Church, who just graduated with his D-men in uh, preaching. Mm -hmm. He was our MC because he's one of our newest alumni and introduced the, the... day and so then at the end he informed dr aiken that uh, austin stone and Summit, which is in the Raleigh-Durham area. Pastor by J.D. Greer. Pastor by J.D. Greer. And and he actually announced last year his portion of this. He he announced that that they were pledging $500,000 a gift. And so Matt Carter announced that they were actually going to go together. And so it'll make a total of a $1 million pledge specifically to endow um, a chair for a professor of church planting. So that was a very exciting uh, moment. Yeah, uh, That was kind of our, our big announcement.
0: Well, congratulations, Southeastern. I know the alumni staff put in a lot of work. Jonathan Six and his guys, they, they put in a ton of work for that. And I know the Advancement guys are very happy about the, uh, the big gift and the big announcement. But uh, thank you, Matt Carter and J.D. Greer, for leading your churches to be committed to the seminaries of the Southern Baptist Convention and their future had a great interview this week with kevin ezell we'll talk about the send conference and all the stuff that's going on church planning in north america uh later this month on SBC this week but uh the momentum coming out of spc this year is is some of the best i've seen in recent years and so what i want to do is take a few minutes to go over some tweets I favorited some. I saw this through the, the uh, hashtag, starting with Robbie Gallaty, friend of ours, uh, pastor at Brainerd Baptist in Chattanooga. Amazing SBC convention led by a great leader, Ronnie Floyd, more excited about the future than ever before. I would That's agree with great. that. That's great, yes. Dave Miller uh, tweets, uh, Does anyone remember a more unified, positive, encouraging, and hopeful convention than this year's? Thanks, Ronnie Floyd. Bruce Truman tweeted, that uh, previous SBCs were business meetings Interrupted by hymns. 2015 a worship service With interspersed business opportunities And I would agree with that I think the schedule change And uh, everything that Dr. Floyd introduced this year uh, Really really paid off Jim Richards agrees He tweeted to thank you to Ronnie Floyd And Andrew Abear For a great SBC schedule The most spiritual annual meeting ever That's a, that's a big praise coming from Jim Because Jim's This ain't his first rodeo
1: yeah, he's he's seen a lot of a lot of this.
0: Malachi O'Brien, who's up in the uh, Kansas City, Missouri area, SBC 15 was a catalytic moment. What made this year's meeting anointed? Clear agreement, visible unity, and extraordinary prayer. Uh, something Dr. Floyd I know has been uh, pushing for in Columbus all year long. Uh, Jeremy Roberts uh, mentioned to Dr. Floyd out of the conferences. For various networks and denominations I've attended, this was the best I've ever experienced. Thank you, Dr. Floyd. Um, Rod Martin, in my life, I can't remember such a high percentage of messengers still in the hall 10 minutes before adjournment. And, and that was another thing. This afternoon, LifeWig and ERLC gave their report, and it was packed. Yes. In the afternoon on a Wednesday before well, the convention sermon, and it was packed whenever that was done.
1: Yeah, and and... I have to hand it again to Ronnie Floyd for the way he scheduled this out because I think a huge reason for that was the panel discussion yeah. that he put yeah. after the ERLC. Mm-hmm. The, he and the Committee on yes. Order of Business. Rosaria I Butterfield
0: speak to them. just stole the show there on that one.
1: Yeah, and um, she typically does on panels. Yeah, she's, she's, she's pretty amazing. She is very articulate yes. and um, very persuasive in her words.
0: Michael Cooper tweeted that the SBC is more diverse than ever but growing in unity i appreciate the great leaders that are uniting us to join god's mission it's the the unity prayer that's that's the highlight i mean everybody was seeing it um this tweet from mike miller best SBC annual meeting i've ever attended and finally from dean and sarah we mentioned him earlier a mutual friend of ours pastors at um, city church in tallahassee florida a really good convention shout out to all the non-jabronis at SBC 15 (laughs) only dean only dean so uh, the final total of SBC messengers fifty four oh seven. Okay. And that was uh, that was the final total given to us by Jim Wells. Uh, congratulations to Barry McCarty who completed his 29th ninth year year as yes. SBC parliamentarian. That means the big three zero next year. So I we're gonna know. Have to, maybe we'll have cake next year. Maybe I'm we just will. Trying to have thirty years. For Kate, thirty know?
1: years. I really want. We've got to get him on here, and that'll be yes. a good reason to do that oh. next time. Thirty years. Next year, going into thirty years. Uh, he has, I think, some unbelievable stories. Yes,
0: probably some we can't share.
1: Right, but we just can ask for the ones. Two people are still living. Yes, <laughs> yes. And he always does just a a really great job. And I typically, if I see him get to talk to him, it's on Monday. He enjoys going around the yeah. exhibit hall connecting with people while the pastor's conference is mm-hmm. going on. And uh, even then, in talking to him, he's already thinking through just what the, what the order's looking like, what the procedures are for the different um, things coming out of executive committee report, just making sure that, that, that he's got it down. And that's, that's a very good thing. He is very, very thorough.
0: Well, we covered the SBC annual meeting this week. It's over. We're moving that's on it. to, to St. Louis. Columbus, you've been a great host. Yes. What was um, your
1: favorite thing that was not related to the meeting but more Columbus related? Or there's a restaurant
0: right your- down here. <laughs> called yes. Hyde Park Steakhouse that I had probably one of the best meals um, of my recent history at the other night. Very I mean, just over the top. And a and, uh, shout-out, honorable mention, to Catalina's um, home of the pancake balls, oh. which were amazing. Amazing. The, one of the best breakfasts I've had in quite some time as well. The food in Columbus, you win. I, we didn't know Fantastic. much about you coming in. No. But uh, Nick Nye, thank you for the shout-outs. Thank yes. you for the uh, the... the the recommendations because brother this place it's, it's got some food it's north incredible market, north incredible. market Ooh.
1: north market was my favorite i loved it went yes. there a few times loved everything i had there and uh, just enjoyed walking around and the atmosphere reminded me of a place in new york city that i'd been to uh just a really really yeah. neat um kind of authentic local spot and then uh, we went to a columbus clippers game the first night we yeah. got here a minor I tried league to go to a
0: soccer game Oh, that rained out.
1: Yeah, that doesn't interest me. Yeah, it was, uh, it was bad. But that,
0: that, that was the only negative. It was the rain. All yeah. week. it rained the, nonstop. But
1: they time. have a great minor league baseball park here. And that was very enjoyable. Yeah. So I, I have to say, I did not know what to expect coming to Columbus, Ohio. I had never been here before. Uh, it is a fantastic town.
0: It is. We had a great time seeing friends and others always. that you know, new people that we've met. Julie Masson, that we have never met in person until this week. That's right. Uh, we finally met her. Uh, she's a Twitter friend of ours. It's it's always fun to put faces with names and yeah, names faces. and
1: it's always that that strange thing. It you wonder why we are this way, but you're kind of hesitant to go and actually meet each other because it just does this seem weird. But the truth is, you've talked, you've bantered, yeah. you've you've interacted, and that's what you want to do. And I felt like I was uh, not meeting a new person. I felt like I was talking to an old friend.
0: And for those of you listening who we don't know, we'll see you in St. Louis.
1: Absolutely.